And welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 204 for the week of January 9th, 2011. An important part of the Walt Disney World experience for me and many other guests is enjoying the wide variety of dining options that are available. And while there are many tried and true favorites, there's also a large number of locations that are very much overlooked. This week, we explore what I believe to be is one of those restaurants. Located in the Walt Disney World Dolphin, celebrity chef Todd English's Blue Zoo offers fresh seafood in a spectacular setting where both the food and the decor are works of art. We'll do a live restaurant review of Blue Zoo and let you share in our overall dining experience as we also chat with our server, the general manager, sommelier, and executive chef. I'll have a few announcements, and then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. I'm a firm believer that in Walt Disney World, attractions are things you do in between meals because Walt Disney World is full of incredible dining experiences beyond burgers and chicken nuggets and so much more. And what I love doing on the show is, in addition to introducing you to overlooked experiences in the parks, sometimes uncovering some of those hidden treasures or maybe some of those places that you never thought about dining. And oftentimes, those places can be found in some of the resorts outside the Walt Disney World theme parks. And today, we're going to do another live restaurant review. And we're this evening, actually, we are in Todd English's Blue Zoo over at the Walt Disney World Dolphin, located in the Epcot Resort area. And tonight, I am once again joined by good friends and fellow foodies, Glenn Whalen. It's the Blue Zoo Review. Come and ride at you. Who vows not to sing, and a man who truly loves his cheese, Mr. Scott Otis. Good evening, everybody. Well, happy to be here. 
I am as well because, Glenn, this is a place that we've walked by a number of times and really have been looking forward to trying. Again, it's sort of tucked away on the ground level of the Dolphin. And for a lot of people, even if they're walking around the uh, boardwalk or they go over by the Yacht and Beach Club, a lot of times people, if they're not staying here, don't make their way over. So to a certain degree, this is one of those hidden treasures. And again, it's, it's one of those certainly more upscale restaurants in Walt Disney World. It's, it's just gorgeous in here. And there's like a waterfall wall as you walk in. It's very, it, it draws you in. You feel like you need to touch it. And walking around, there's all this, uh, what is it, punched copper everywhere. It's a, it's a gorgeous establishment. Yeah, and even the chandeliers and the columns in the middle give you that sense of water and bubbles and that you're underwater. Uh, beautifully appointed and decorated restaurant. Again, if people are looking for a nice evening with their family or a couple looking for a romantic evening, like the three of us obviously are looking for, um, this, this is a, a really a nice, nice place. Right, and I notice over here there's a, a beautiful wall with a lot of wine bottles in it, and it's interestingly lit. It's, yeah. it's very interesting, very very beautiful. And two, there's also, we're sitting right near the open kitchen, so you can see, and we'll, we'll talk later as we get to the menu, sort of the dancing fish over the uh, open flames. So, um, yeah. again, the decor here, very, very unique, and like I said, it's... Um, it's, I think, one of those things that a lot of people don't even know exists, even though, obviously, Todd, Todd English, very famous you know, chef from TV. Right. The, and many of the menu items that we saw on the way in suggest that something special is going on. And like you mentioned, those dancing fish, they're fascinating. They're, they're spinning on a spit. Or spinning on, yeah, that's it. Spinning <laughs> on a spit. And it just, it just looks, they just look amazing. Yeah, and there's, uh, it's primarily, for the most part, a... Um, heavily seafood influenced menu but we're going to talk to our waiter and sort of go through the menu item by item and get an idea of what some of his recommendations are uh, along the way so tonight our waiter is going to be joseph joseph good evening good evening welcome to blue zoo i'll be going over some of the menu items this evening talk about some of our fresh fish and tell you all about our famous lobster sounds good let's start at the beginning and work our way down the fifth appetizer on the menu are the pan-seared sea scallops, which are my personal favorite. Two jumbo scallops, golden brown. They are accompanied with the braised short rib, cauliflower puree, red onions, and mash, and a little bit of the short rib au jus sauce. The scallops are very, very tender. The braised short rib is just like butter. Excellent combination of the two. The last appetizer is the low country shrimp. These are three jumbo shrimp. They're hand rubbed with smoked paprika. It comes on a bed of white harmony grits with white cheddar cheese, pickled okra, cherry tomatoes, and a little bit of bacon butter. The bacon butter brings out that smoky country flavor to them, which is really nice. Next on the menu is a selection platter. That's something you would share from the raw bar. It consists of six oysters, six little neck clams, four jumbo shrimp, a lobster tail in the center, ceviche today, tuna crudas just like a tartare. We serve it in a sweet soy vinaigrette, and it is accompanied with four dipping sauces on the outside to be enjoyed. The wonderful thing is we harvest fresh oysters daily. We have some from the East Coast and some from the West Coast. If something you want to enjoy, I'll go more detail what we're featuring this evening, which is really nice. Uh, on the other page, starting with the simple fish, that's today's fresh catch of the day. We're featuring four fish. You would choose one of the fish, and you accompany with one sauce on the side. The wonderful thing is the chef puts the sauce in a copper pot. You kind of add it to your fish as you go. Today we have cobia. Cobia is better known as lemon fish. White fish, really mild. It's got a little bit of a citrus lemon flavor to it. The next fish is going to be your thicker fish. It's triple tail. White fish, a little bit more thicker to it, almost like a swordfish texture on there. 
two local fishes, the Florida black grouper and mahi-mahi this evening. So you would choose one fish and then one sauce. The crab meat sauce is the lightest sauce. Chunks of crab meat with Dijon, Burblanc, shallots, and garlic. The spicier sauce is the carrot harissa. It's made with roasted peppers, and it's finished with carrot juice and carrot puree. To any of these sauces, you could add the lobster supplement, which is the lobster claw and the knuckle meat. We butter poach, and we put it right in your sauce pot on there. So far, so good? I'm we're smiling and drooling at the same time. <laughs> you had me at sea scallops. <laughs> the mirror on our, on our menu, which is the third fish, this is Hawaiian sea bass, really buttery. We serve it in a miso glaze, gives it that nice sweet finish, and it is accompanied with ginger shiitake rice. This is an excellent tasting fish, very equivalent to Chilean sea bass, black cod, or sable. Just kind of falls apart on your fork, really nice tasting. The dancing fish is the fish right in front of you going around our grill. That's the yellowtail snapper. We do serve this fish whole at Wilde Bone the table side. The chef hand rubs it with smoked paprika on the outside, chorizo puree, and fingerling potatoes. I always let the guests know, though, we do serve the fish whole. It's the only one on our menu that you might find a few bones in. We'll try to get most of them out for you. Working down the menu, the beef tenderloin is wonderful here. It's eight ounces of black Angus. It's served in a butter squash puree with sous vide butter squash, various types of mushrooms, and the sauce is agua dolce, which is a sweet demi-glaze sauce. The tuna on our menu is a sushi grade. It's one of the only fish you want to enjoy rare to medium rare. You don't want to overcook it. You tend to dry out the quality of it. It's almost like two tuna steaks there. The king salmon is Copper River uh, salmon out of Washington State. It is a wild salmon. We do serve it medium rare. I let the guests know we serve it medium rare. I to cook it a little bit to keep it really moist, which is really nice. And last but least is our Cantonese lobster. It is two pounds. It is completely deshelled for you. It's hand-tossed in a soy sticky glaze. It is accompanied with baby bok choy, stir-fried vegetables, and white sushi rice, which is really nice. And it's finished with a little bit of a pea shoot salad. Keep in mind the chef deshells it and cleans it off for you. Any questions at this time with the menu? I see something amazing sounding on the side dish. Lobster, broccoli, stuffed cheddar potato. Exactly. It's a whole potato. We stuff it with broccolini, a touch of sour cream, lobster meat, and it's finished with Vermont cheddar cheese melted on top. Those sides there on the side. How many you can eat? We can can start off with ten, sir, as you wish. Glenn, it's inappropriate for you to hug the waiter at least least before the waiter. Can you also? I see that there's also a five course. Chef's tasting menu, which is created daily. Can you tell us a little bit about what that entails? Yeah, I'm gonna, the chef puts it up daily, and it's something that's fresh every day. And it'll be five courses, and he has a list ready, and I'll go over it because it changes every day. It's something new we've been doing for like two months, and what the chef does, he works with all his ingredients, very seasonal. Our menu is very seasonal. We change it every five to six months. So your first course is the duck pate, and it comes with the cherry mustard, pickled beet, and rustic bread. The second course is cobia, also known as lemon fish. Parsnip puree, heirloom beets with iced spinach on the side there. Your third course is the king salmon, serrano ham, white bean, cold smoked swordfish vinaigrette on the bottom. And then you get into your fourth course, which is the wagyu flagu steak, red thumb potatoes, roasted carrot with butternut squash puree. You're also going to get your choice of a cheese platter or a trio of desserts. And then desserts are made by our fresh pantry champion, Chef Laurent, which is really nice. And we'll go over what he's featuring this evening. It's always a mystery what you're going to get there. Um, any questions on anything so far? Uh, could you tell us about the the blue raw bar? The, the selection platter on the raw bar that consists of six oysters, six little neck clams, four jumbo shrimp, lobster tail in the center, ceviche, tuna crudas like a tartare. We serve it in a sweet soy vinaigrette, and it has four dipping sauces on the outside. 
And to the selection platter, you can also add the claws today if you wish, out of Key West, which are really nice addition. That's something I would I would start off with if you want to try a little bit. It's all made to order. They chuck up the oysters. It's really nice. So, Joe, for the appetizer, you you recommend the selection platter. The selection platter has a little bit of everything, and also we're featuring the claws this evening. And also, as a hot appetizer, the chef could break it down. We have the pan sea scallops with the braised short rib is excellent. Cauliflower puree, red onions, and mosh. So you could have a hot appetizer, kind of share table side, Then I would put the selection platter in the center. It's an excellent way to start. Joe, I think we'll take your recommendation. <laughs> I'm going to get that going, but it'll, it takes about 10 minutes to make everything, and I'll come back and answer any questions you have for me on our menu. You're welcome. My pleasure. Joe, I have one question. I know you have um, a pretty extensive wine list here. For people like myself who are amateurs but may want to have sort of a, a wine pairing, would you recommend wines, or do you have somebody who would make wine recommendations? We have our sommelier, which each evening, he looks at the menu and he'll course each wine with the course and kind of balance the wine with the dinner each evening. And usually you end with a champagne or a port. He does a well job. And it's also, if you wanted to have a Pinot Noir instead of what he's pairing, by all means, we'll fix any way we can to accommodate the guests. So, And we also have a cocktail list that I haven't showed you yet. It has a little bit of everything. All the drinks are made seasonal with fresh spirits, fresh juices. It's a really amazing list. I could go over too. So, you want to take a peek at that? Yeah. yeah? Okay, let me bring that over. Uh, Doug actually just brought over um, our, some appetizers. And, Doug, you are also a manager and a sommelier? Yes, I'm the general manager and sommelier, uh, mixologist also. <laughs> Great. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you brought us? And then also, uh, I was asking before about wine pairings, and you also showed us uh, obviously a very unique drink menu as well. Yes, uh, Chef prepared something special, a little amused this evening. We have uh, Beecher's Agnolati with a little parsnip puree on the bottom, dehydrated um, parsnip also on the top, and a little bit of red ribbon sorrel. Um, for our, our pairings that we like to do here in the restaurant, we have a 375-bottle wine list. Uh, we've won the Wine Spectator Award of Excellence for uh, every year we've been open, so uh, it's something that we definitely pride ourselves on, and uh, innovation in cocktails. So we do everything from uh, infusing all of our uh, syrups in-house, we infuse all of our liquors in-house, we make fresh uh, rock candy syrup, we make fresh uh, all of our mixers here. So it's something that we really uh, focus on, fresh, seasonal, and prepared here in-house. And you said, how long actually has the restaurant been open? Uh, we've been open. It'll be seven years this month, so uh, we're pretty excited. It's been, uh, you know, a great uh, undertaking here for Todd English and his first uh, endeavor into Florida. Now he's got three other restaurants here. So, and can you tell us a little bit about what makes Blue Zoo unique? We were talking, obviously, when we came in, you sort of get the sense of the decor reflects the menu. Obviously, very heavily seafood influenced, but um, it's such a unique atmosphere, and again, it's reflected in the menu. Yeah, it's definitely uh, unique and cutting edge. Uh, a lot of people try to call it new American cuisine. We call it coastal cuisine. So it's based in a lot of seafood, but we do have alter alternate options with uh, pork, chicken, and beef. And it's based in seasonality. We change our menu four times a year. Uh, we also use uh, fresh seasonal ingredients. We almost exclusively uh, use a, a farm here called Hammock Hollow Farm, where they uh, it's Florida's oldest organic farm, and they just send 
us uh, from day to day boxes of, of fresh produce, and we figure out how to incorporate them in our dishes. So instead of knowing, uh, you'll see some uh, you know vague listings on on our menu of what's actually going to accompany your meal because we'll get it in that day, we'll prepare it and add it to your dish to make sure that uh, we have the freshest and the brightest ingredients. Yeah, well, the tough thing for us so far has been going over the menu and everything sounds good and as we're at watching things being cooked in the open kitchen and coming by it's making our decisions even tougher yeah it's something that we have to deal with every day uh, <laughs> if you imagine walking by and and uh, you smell the fresh ginger on a plate or you smell you know the smoked paprika um, it's amazing that I'm as skinny as I am <laughs> I got a question for you actually um, the, put on the mixologist hat for a moment do you have the bar? Is that actually if you're not here to eat, are you welcome to come in and partake of the bar? We absolutely are uh, open for for all sorts of business in the bar. We do uh, quite a few good receptions in there uh, because of our cocktails. And one thing that we're unique for and, and known for is if you have a, a large group that wants to come in, we'll create a cocktail specific for your group. So your colors may be red or blue, and we'll create a cocktail in that color. We've even done where we... Uh, create in the foam on the top of the drink your company logo so when you get it then we're branding you also we are so having a wdw radio meet here at at some point in the future (laughs) wonderful well you're welcome back anytime and let's enjoy the agnolati before it gets cold and i'll be back and forth as we go out through the meal and any questions that you come up with just let me know thanks so much so i will forever continue to apologize for my wife to taking her to Pecos Bills and taking you guys to, to Blue Zoo because I'm not quite sure what he said was in here. I think but, it is kind of but you just had and the same reaction. There was a legitimate rolling of the eyes and a giggle. <laughs> oh, this is delicious. Mm. I don't know what it is. It's it's a pasta in. Uh, it looks like a some sort of a, a reduction. Oh my, but, uh, oh my god. And, a, and like a cream, I'm, I'm a light cream sauce. Like it's got, but this is this is. So Lou and I get to have yours. This is this is amazing, <laughs> amazing. I'm gonna pass on the, the potato now. I'm just gonna. Get now, I, was I did I understand correctly that this was not something on the menu? He said it was something that the chef created and brought over. Yes, that's what he said. He said, "Hey, we got got them, something special for you." And he said words like hominy and red red vines or something and Twizzlers or or something like that. <laughs> we all heard parsnip, but I don't. <laughs> But th- this is, we'll have to have him describe it again because it's a... Uh, I won that. I mean, I hate for it to... I don't even want to attempt to describe it's it because I'm going to get it wrong. Food, it actually, I think it is cheese. Is it cheese? I think there might be cheese there. And I'm only saying that it's cheese so Scott doesn't eat it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. This is what they should give out for Halloween. And you know what, too? Mm. It's very clean, and it's very, yeah. like, fresh and light. Refreshing. And it, it, it comes at, the, this plate is really awesome. It looks like a uh, Olympic disc. It's a disc of Tron a disc with of a Tron. small little bowl in the middle. <laughs> Let me just, you know, totally bring it down to geek level. Joe, hey, I don't, I don't know what this was, but it was phenomenal. Angelotti's a homemade ravioli, and if you look at it, it kind of looked like the Pope's hat. 
And what the chef does, he stuffed it with Beecher's cheese. That's out of Seattle. It's a cheddar cheese. Not very sharp, very creamy, more buttier. And I don't know the sauce on it because he made it to order on you. It looks like a celery root puree, but he does make the angolata here. They're homemade. And that's kind of the chef's pasta every day that he comes up with. From now on, from this point, I'm no longer nervous. We're going to have fun. Let's do it. <laughs> I will talk about the fish and everything. And um, that, This was out of sight. Um, we couldn't even find like the right words to describe it. And, and again, the presentation, much as we saw the plates going by, I mean, the presentation is just beautiful, too. The, the red ribbon sorrel and all your microgreens and all your vegetables that we serve in this restaurant are fresh, organic, seasonal. They come in every day. They come from Chef's Garden. So it's what so makes it very, very special. Everything is fresh. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I can't believe Scott's not going to... Scott, give me your dish. That's a, that's a sin. Thank you, Joe. I'll trade you. Glenn, you and I will share this yeah, because we'll share Let's have a moment of silence for Scott <laughs> while we eat this. Scott doesn't eat pasta. It's the cheese. Oh, it's the cheese. It's cheese. And that's actually a good thing for us. Right now, it's a really good thing. Oh, that's the best thing to hang out with right now. <laughs> It's going to be a little bit of everything, uh, oysters, clams, we got the claws coming out, so it's going to be really, really nice. And I was going to assist you with the menu if you had some questions about the fish and everything. Glenn, I will, in the interest of friendship, I'm going to offer to you the third one. There you go. That's all for you. In the interest of friendship, I'm going to accept. That's, um, if the rest of the meal is as, is as good as that, we're good to go. Even... We were joking around, like, even the iced tea was good. And what you call it? You called it the champagne of iced teas? No, because it says it right on the bottle. It is the champagne of iced teas, and then it's the jarling. We serve it on sweetened, and it's very popular here. It also makes an excellent Arnold Palmer on there. On the next course, I mean, we have the selection platter coming. I don't know if you want to share, like, a small salad. We're very famous. It's a roasted beet salad, the yellow beets on there, candy walnuts, a little light drizzle of a goat cheese fondue, and then the mixed greens, so you can taste the salad a little bit. Would you like it without the goat cheese? Yeah, it's all made to order, which which is easy. And then I'm going to give you like a half portion now, not the full portion, so you can kind of taste it a little bit. And you can put some goat cheese on the side in case yeah. we want to, you know. Well, I'll put two with goat cheese fondue, one without, and then I'll bring the goat cheese on the side. Okay, And it comes in the vinaigrette, which we'll go over. Three sides... Todd English is just turning over in his... Well, he's not dead yet, but if he was, he'd be turning over his grave that you're missing he's out on all the cheese. Was he really? Yeah, we had the Food and Wine Festival, and every year we have a seven-course pairing with the wine. This year was the Benzinger wine, and he's here, and um, we do it every year. And he drops by. comes a lot often. It, it's nice, It's and nice, and it's also reassuring to know that the restaurateurs whose namesake is attached to the restaurant actually do come and visit, not just lend their name to it. Yeah, Probably comes here, I would say, six to eight times a year I see him. Stops by a lot. He also goes to Tampa. He, uh, he's in the Home Shopping Network. He sells the Thailandese pots and pans. He's got a few restaurants in Florida now. He's got several in Florida. Uh, Mr. Draper knows more about okay. restaurants. I know a few. Olive's Tables in Boston, of course. That's one of his famous ones. He also has figs. I know he has one in the Bellagio. And I know he just opened a couple ones in New York because the chef went out there. The restaurants and all that, chef is more knowledge on that and Mr. Draper is more knowledge on all the restaurants but I know he has a few yeah we were going to talk about the fish Scott we'll be kind of thinking about for your entree 
So basically, I, I do enjoy fish, but I enjoy a lighter, milder fish. So I'm, I'm interested in perhaps getting the Simply Fish, but can you recommend some, something that's more mild? The Cobia is one that I love. It's really mild, really light, and it has a little bit of a citrus lemon flavor, and that's where it gets its nickname, the Lemon Fish. And it's going to pair really nice with the warm crab meat sauce. It's chunks of crab meat, Dijon, Burblanc, shallots, and garlic. The wonderful thing is the chef serves it on the side in a copper pot. You kind of add the sauce to your fish. It's not flooded in the sauce. If you want a little spicier sauce, it would be the carrot harissa. And to any of the three sauces, you could add the lobster meat, which is the claw and some of the knuckle meat. The chef will butter poach it for you. Is there a lighter fish that actually, um, I might, the, the sesame ginger sauce is, is catching my eye. Is there a fish uh, maybe that... Maybe the mahi You're thinking maybe light, lighter. The black grouper is a little bit more dense, and so is the triple tail. Is the also, also it's a lighter a light fish? white fish. Okay. Very light, really, really mild. I will get the mahi-mahi with the sesame ginger. I'll be tasting some of Scott's fish. Did you want to enjoy some of the lobster meat in your sauce? Just the way it is? Okay. Is it my turn to order? Uh, I love almost everything that you said is on the menu here. Um, I'm thinking that I've never had triple tail, I guess. I think so. I'm going to try that. Uh, and I guess with the crab meat. Yeah, that would be awesome. And I would also love one of those. Yes, yes, the cheddar, the cheddar lobster broccoli stuffed potato. Just so you know why your fish is called triple tail, if you ever get to see it, it looks like it has two tails on the outside and one in the center. So the fish actually looks like it has three tails on it, and that's cool. where it gets its nickname, the triple tail. Very it's an cool. White fish. Years of swimming in radioactive waste, actually, is <laughs> the Simpsons fish. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, and you'll need to bring an extra shovel for uh, I'll be tasting Glenn's lobster broccoli stuffed cheddar potato. So I am a uh, I'm a huge tuna fan and I was very tempted to get the ahi tuna but I think I'm going to go with your recommendation and have the miso glazed miro the Hawaiian sea bass with because shita- shiitake ginger rice the black garlic and the sticky soy uh, I sort of like that Asian little flair to it there. It's really nice really buttery fish really light it just falls apart on your fork the ginger shiitake rice is an excellent combination on there and I'm also going to treat you to the hair corvair these are French green beans, lightly tempura battered. They're accompanied with the black truffle They're excellent here. I do not want you to miss them. Joe, I may hug you before the night's over. I'm just saying. <laughs> we might need to do that. <laughs> so we're good. We're going to have the raw bar coming out. We're going to go into the salads, and then we go into main course, and then we'll talk about the desserts, which is very interesting here. Thank you very much. And one question I do ask. Do you want me to bring out fresh bread now? Or you want to enjoy it after the raw bar? I don't know if you're going to experience the raw bar too much, so so it might be. Bring some bread now. Okay, perfect. I'll be right out. Thank you. You are. I don't know if I've ever been as excited for a meal. Were you? Joe, I got to tell you something. We were talking before about presentation and the the the, the looks and the smells of the food coming by. This has got to be one of the most beautifully presented meals. Tell us about uh, what you just brought out and, and talk slowly. This is our selection platter. What it's featuring is four jumbo shrimp. Um, we accompany with the Bloody Mary with the fresh horseradish. Six oysters. You have four from the West Coast, two from the East. Little neck clams, a half a dozen. Fresh ceviche with a cucumber essence. And it's tuna cruda. It's a tuna tartare. And it is served in a sweet soy vinaigrette. 
In the center, you have a poached lobster tail and accompanied it or a Lassen King crab claws this evening. They're pre-cracked, left in the shell for presentation, and those will be enjoyed with the honey mustard on the side. It's time to enjoy them. This is phenomenal. I, we've taken some pictures. Um, also, in addition, the chef has brought out the pan-seared sea scallops. Underneath, you have the braised short rib, and it comes in a homemade cauliflower puree. And it's finished with a little bit of red onions mash and the short rib au jus. This is one of my favorite appetizers, and in a minute, you'll know why. It's excellent. I don't know where to start other than just making sure that Glenn and Scott don't touch the tuna. So, <laughs> gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, bon appetit. Uh, I'll actually hold off before tasting it to let. I want to hear Glenn's. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to dig into the scallop here. It's, it's very. Oh, really? <laughs> it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> the scallop, you know, the important thing about scallops is if you don't cook it the right way, it can get very tough. Uh, and it's cooked perfectly, and that and the short rim just kind of melts in your mouth. With the um, with the sort of cauliflower reduction underneath, that's um, that's nice. That's nice. Delicious. Very tasty. <laughs> wow. Are you Delicious. glad this is in a video? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> but you know, the scallop is not. It doesn't have a fishy taste to it at all. And I thought it would. Mm. Joe, I see why this is your favorite of the appetizers. Yeah, I hope, I hope they never remove it from our menu. I'll come back every day and order it so we make sure they don't. This is another great thing. All of the bread is homemade. Start off with the Parmesan lavash. is the real crispy one. It has a little bit of fresh rosemary on there with Parmesan Romano. On the bottom is onion, onion focaccia with caramelized onions and then homemade ciabatta. We even make our butter from scratch, and it's made with fennel seeds. And the fennel seeds is going to give it a little bit of a licorice flavor to your taste. Please enjoy. Joe is my new best friend. Hello. <laughs> I know you're sitting right here, but I don't care. The Parmesan is nice and sharp. It's obviously... It's 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 super, it's wafer thin. It's like a wafer thin, but it's um, uh, yeah, great thin like a parmesan crust almost. Oh wait a minute! Look at this. Oh man! Look what's under the ciabatta. Somebody take a picture of that. Are you kidding me? It's a warm, soft bread. I'm using my fingers because we're all family here. It's a warm, soft bread with caramelized onions on top. Yeah, it's funny. We're sitting here with this huge thing of seafood that Scott's not going to touch, and you and I are eating the bread. <laughs> I would like to know, where have scallops been my entire life? In the sea aisle. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, are you kidding me? Are you out of your mind? That bread and the caramelized onions are so sweet. The one that's down here? You could make a meal out of... Uh, I'm good. This is like, um... Kill me now. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh. This 
amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry tonight. So we're raving about this, and Scott goes for the other one. <laughs> no, you don't need to eat this. You leave more for us. Hey, Luke. Yeah, we got to dig in, man. Yeah, I'm. Those mm. shrimp are now. I think what I'm going to hit first. Do you like shrimp? Yeah. I do not. This is all for us. I'm so it's nervous right now. Why did we order dinner? You could. I mean, that's a meal. This is really a meal right here. Sorry, I'm a, I'm like one step behind. It's the caramelized onion bread. Wow. I, and I love caramelized onion, so this is this is perfect bread. So if we transcribe this review into a blog post, all it becomes is, mmm, wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> As people are looking at our table like, why are those three men making all those yummy sounds? <laughs> so I'm just going to reach over because the tuna's on this side. All right, well, swing it around then so, so I can taste this. Mm. as well. Can you lift up the it's whole thing a, um, put it It's a it's a sushi grain tuna diced into small little pieces. Here, this is I know your favorite stuff in the world, Blue, so I'm gonna put that on your plate. Alright, so this is sushi grade tuna. Awesome. Awesome. I guess it's in a, a soy Soy base, uh, wonderful. Do they have this kind of food at the launching pad? <laughs> that is so oh. good. Now, listen, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and go with me here. We're only not even through our appetizers. Mm-hmm. This is quickly jumping up to be the best. It may be my best meal ever at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I'm totally with you, and I think even if the even if the entree is comes out and it's it's just a turkey leg, <laughs> I think it's still gonna be. This is awesome. Yes, even though I'm even though I'm trepidatious about some of these items, I'm very much enjoying what I'm seeing, and I'm looking forward to the main dish as well. I don't remember the what looks on your guys' faces. This is, This is definitely your favorite meal, I can tell. Joe needs to come out and describe what this is. Is is this the crab meat? Mm -hmm. Oh, nice chunks of of tender lump crab meat. Scott, I keep eating your bread, bud. Why? The bread was so five minutes ago. It's because I'm waiting for you to no, don't move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. I'm going to keep... You, you, don't, you don't want any more of this? You can have some of this, no, don't? You don't have to give it all to me. two different kinds of oysters. So he said they're shrimp. East Coast and West Coast oysters. I'm not sure. We'll ask him where the East Coast... Some small ones Why don't we go to the shrimp so we know... Let's go to the, those aren't the shrimp. Question. Those that, are... Oh, these are not shrimp. Those, those are, are... Those are dinosaurs. It's definitely a misnomer <laughs> that you would call them shrimp, and they're <laughs> that huge. Oxymorons. So, okay. So... That is the biggest. Now wait a second, because there's four sauces in front oh, yeah, of us too. Ignoring the sauces, he called that one, I believe, Bloody a Bloody Mary sauce. Okay, and that has some horseradish. Spicy, huh? We <laughs> need to pull Joe away from his other tables. We just he needs to. He's, he's ignoring us suddenly. <laughs> he's actually not, and you know what? He and it's not just because we're recording. No. I mean, the service has been wonderful as yes. well too. Absolutely. We haven't, we haven't wanted for anything. Every one of our needs. All right, I'm going to try. Is this... 
I'm back to that tuna again. I mean, these shrimp gotta, are yeah, ginormous. The are, there's so much. It's like the, the shrimp are the size of a bagel. I mean, this is this mm. is a meal. This is a meal for two people right here. Scott's, Scott's temp. I think Scott's actually tempted to try something. Maybe an oyster. You know oysters in the air. Mm. Oh God. Shrimp, ice cold. So Joe, <clears throat> real quick, because I'm I'm dying here. <laughs> this tuna again was it's, out of sight. It's it's tuna cruda, and it comes from the belly. It's going to be a little bit sweeter, really moist. And it's served in a sweet soy vinaigrette. And then the ceviche is cooked in citrus, Myers lemon, and fresh oranges. And it's finished in a cucumber essence sauce. Gives it that really nice light. Kind of cleans your palate while you enjoy it there. I know the butter has the fresh fennel in there. Gives it that licorice flavor. No, he's not. Did you have some of my tuna? I did have some of your tuna. I'm impressed and, and offended that you took some of my tuna at the same time. <laughs> Could you just go over real quick the sauces? I'm sorry, one more time. The first one is the homemade honey mustard. The second one is the Bloody Mary. It is accompanied with the fresh horseradish on the outside. French cocktail with a little bit of brandy. And then your red wine manuet. A little bit tarty. Kind of goes with the oysters and the little neck clams. Do any go specifically with um, the Bloody Mary? goes with the oysters and the shrimp. Either way, you want to enjoy it. It's universal. The honey mustard is a little bit more for the fresh claws you have in the center. Uh, the red wine manuets for the oysters and the little neck clams. And then the French cocktail goes with the shrimp also. That's this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It tastes a little bit of brandy in there. It's a little bit of ketchup. I have a question. to the claws yet. Yeah, we're about to. But I have a question about the, uh, how do we know which one of the East Coast and West Coast? On the oysters, oysters. the West Coast are always going to have ridges on them. They look like a potato chip. They sit on the So side. it's like they're like a surfer. I'll think of it as a surfer, surfer from the West they're Coast. They're going to be a little bit more plump, okay. a little right. bit juicier, and they have a little bit more of a lemongrass flavor. The East Coast are going to be flat on the back. As you can see, they've got no ridges yes. on them. Okay. They tend to be a little bit bigger, grindier, and a little bit saltier from the cold water. So the flat backs are east. The ridges are from the west. That's the best way to know. Nice. And then the West Coast tend, tend to be sometimes smaller. Let me cleanse my palate. I'm going to go to, I'm going to, go to the West Coast. I need some bread. What's good? Scott, I am really... I'm going to hug you, too. You're expanding your culinary horizons. Now, what did he say that the tuna was uh, dipped in? Soy, a soy, um, soy, a soy vinaigrette. vinaigrette. Yeah, that's, that's what helps me like it. I, I'm a big so this, fan of soy. This so. I was wrong. It's, it's a, like a cucumber instead of a fennel. Try that. It's crap. Right. Now it's now it's it, it's a free for all. All right, here it goes down the hatch. Mm, that that one's a little bit too fishy. <laughs> right. Let's not get crazy, okay? But the tuna. The tuna is good. All right. So you want to go oysters next? Let's grab an oyster. Scott, not digging the oysters at all. So uh, we're going west coast. You want to go? You want to go west coast? West coast is the one that looks like it's got waves, like a surf. So we'll go west coast and east coast. Then we'll go east coast. Yes. And you can tell me which you you prefer. Right. And it'll kind of be like. I'm going to Disneyland, and then I'm going to Disney World, and then we, we talk about which one we like better. Well, that now, you see, now, now right you're not out. using your oyster fork. Oh, I'm using the wrong fork. You're not using your seafood fork. I'm using... 
I just saw the size of the oyster. Now, I got to get a little horseradish on there, too. Get that guy in there. Oh, You're not yeah. using the oyster. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Lord. Help me oh, out here. Oh, man. Cold, clean, obviously super important for an oyster. Yeah, very fresh, obviously just recently shucked. Delicious. Ice cold. You got to eat your oyster. Mm -hmm. Scott, when you get to that point, ice cold oysters. Now, let's go East, East Coast. Coast. It's like an oyster gang war in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mafia war. <laughs> We haven't even gotten there. Yeah, Those are clams. So the East Coast is meatier. It says saltier. And it's more like, get about it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right, what is it? Jersey? Jersey oysters. I'm still going. I'm going to compare apples to apples. So I'm going to go with the uh, Bloody Mary sauce again. All right. And I'm going with the, the sauce that looks like Thousand Island dressing, but it's what did he say it was? I think he said it's a cocktail sauce with something. All right, I have my favorite. The, I like the East Coast. It's it went I don't know, it slid right down. I I don't know if I have it in my mouth any longer. <laughs> yeah, I like the East Coast as well too. Uh, the consistency is different. The flavor is different. That's what I was used to growing up, coming down to Florida all the time. Going to we used to go to. Destin and other places like that in the Gulf, and um, my dad and I used to sit down with a few dozen oysters, and that's exactly what that reminded me of. So that was awesome. Fantastic. That was awesome. While you guys are having your East Coast West Coast battle, I'm I'm actually finishing off the tuna. I'm hey, so Scott, proud of Scott. That's I probably uh, like a really awesome butter that we've been ignoring because of everything else, but that's probably belongs with the bread. Okay. So if you could do us a favor. And actually right. check that out for us. Yeah. Good job. All right, let's go. Um, what do we got? Claws? Let, you want to go? Let's save the claws. Because let's save the claws in that lobster tail that's staring us in the face. I think this side is. We got clams. Let's do clams. Let's go clam. It's delicious. It's delicious. And I'm not really, I'm not a big clam guy, no. but that was really good. I have linguine with clam sauce normally, and that's the only time I get near it. Uh, but clams are definitely a stronger flavor than the oysters are. Well, the difference, too, is the consistency. You know, a lot of people don't like oysters because they're larger. The texture of them um, is, is maybe sometimes a little harder for some people to get down than a clam, which is a lot smaller. But if you like oysters, um, you those like are out butter? of sight. Scott doesn't like butter now. Oh, yeah. Try a bit. You try that. Look at the size of these claws. Oh my god. This is, that's huge. <laughs> oh man. Look at this. My dad would. How is everything? Amazing. I am. I am. I am without speech. Um, you know, everything is better than the next. Um, the tuna and the lump crab were phenomenal. The the shrimp were outstanding. He is not a seafood person, and he finished the rest of my... He took the tuna out of my plate and finished it, so... The tuna is, uh, you know, something that we pride ourselves on. It comes from uh, Honolulu Fish Company, where they really don't do a large amount of uh, retail. They don't, they don't sell to a lot of establishments, so it's A-plus, 100%, the best tuna you can get. 
I'm a big sushi guy and a tuna guy, and that is some of the best tuna I've ever eaten. Yeah, the way we feel about uh, all of our fish is if you wouldn't eat it sushi grade, then why cook it? You know, so we make sure that, that we take all of our fish, uh, we butcher it all here in-house so it comes in whole. And so before it hits the table, it goes through three chefs' hands, one in the shop, one on the line, and then the chef that's expoing it. So uh, it has three touches make sure the quality's there. It shows, and again, we said too from the outset, that the presentation is just, it's as beautiful to look at as it is to eat. Yeah, when we were talking about you know people calling us new American cuisine, it, it's because of uh, some of the chemicals we use. But a lot of those chemicals just create a nice presentation where we can uh, thicken sauces a little different so we can make them stand up on the plate, stand out, and uh, add a little bit different texture rather than it just being something that's very light. It actually will, will hold to your food and add some texture when you're eating it. We're making our way around the tray. We're just about to dig into these these dinosaur-sized claws. Yeah, we uh, you know can't hardly ha- have a great seafood restaurant in uh, you know Florida without having Florida stone crab when they're in season, and uh, we supplement those when they're out of season with uh, Alaskan king crab, which I have a hard time. I, I fight with both of them because I love them both so much that uh, when we have them both in house, I can't hardly choose, so I have to have one of each. And they're, uh, Which, they're uh, with the with the stone crab. I would use the honey mustard sauce all the way on the end. Uh, as a nice little bit of a sweetness and tang to go with, uh, you know, the the delicate meat. Oh my gosh! It's phenomenal. Excellent. We just, we just like to say, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Enjoy. Thank, Thank you. you. So uh, you know, oh my god, they don't see they don't see your face. I've known you long enough to know that that. That head shake is, this is so ridiculously good, I, I can't. Oh my gosh. I'm really gonna cry. Oh. See, now I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna have it just naked. I, not me naked, but just the crab naked with the, without any Scott, sauce on it. <laughs> hey, did you try the bread? The butter? Yes. Did you hate it? No, it was good. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's phenomenal. The stone crab is out of sight. Out of sight. They're in season for a few weeks when we get them. I was just saying, you don't even need any sauce on here, but it's so good. Get that one on a plate, I'll have it really cracked and really good. We need to eat here every day. (laughs) It's like better than ramen noodles. Than what? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jake and Elwood Blues in the scene from the Blues Brothers. I was actually feeling like the uh, the Gremlins eating after midnight. <laughs> Look at that. That's beautiful. Oh. This restaurant has become the you you want to impress somebody about Disney World. Food wise. Not even Disney World. If I had to my mother to go try someplace and she goes, ah, I don't like that Disney food. Send her here. And oh, by the way, there's still a lobster tail up there, too. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, the lobster tail's there. 
a nice a nice snack. I've already eaten the lobster tail while you were all working on the crabs. Sorry. And you know, there's a lot of food there too. Yeah, there's still plenty. I mean, there's still there's a lot a of food. There's a whole other leg in there. There's a whole other claw. That's actually a shrimp, a jumbo shrimp. And, and a claw. There's, there's and there's blue. still there's claw look at this. Here. But it's the size of my fist. That is a huge. Cut that in half, my friend, and we'll Isn't split there more that. There? No. I, that's a lemon. Okay. You have the lemon. I'll I have the have lobster. A good plate to put it on. There you go. Now that lobster, just out of the shell. No drawn butter, no nothing. That's outstanding. Yeah, it's. I'm. Fennel? Is there fennel in this? Delicious. It's delicious. Ridiculous, ridiculously good. I don't know what that butter thing is. That is amazing. What is that? It's, it's phenomenal. There's nothing butter about it. It has a, uh, it has like a, a creamy consistency to it. It's a, 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 something. We're gonna have to find out. We're gonna have to get the instruction manual. This might be the best meal of my life. Forget about Disney World. I, I don't think you're overstating. And that. And that's me saying that before the entrees gotten here. <laughs> Joe, real quick, this this butter-like substance, what exactly is this again? Which Oh, it's fennel seed butter. It's homemade fennel seed butter that we make. And then the fennel actually tastes a little bit, it has a licorice flavor, a little bit of a sweeter flavor. And it is homemade. We make our butter every day here. I would like a vat to go, please. <laughs> I don't blame you. Oh, a little hot towel. And you're right, we haven't even gotten... To our, our main course, and you know dessert. You know dessert's gonna be insane. It's gonna be so ridiculous. He's gonna come out. He's like, we have pound cake, or we, <laughs> or we vanilla ice cream, or do Mickey bar, or <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, and again, we're looking at as you know, other people's plates are coming out uh, and being served their appetizers and main course. I mean, everything just looks. So nice, and again, this—I think suffice to say, this is definitely more of a restaurant that you go to as a couple. As you see, it's older groups. There's not really um, a lot of younger kids here, so if you are looking for that kind of, you know, dining experience at night, I think this definitely is a place to put very, very high on your list. Mm. Mm, well, good. <laughs> Speechless. Uh, Joe, I think he actually wept just a little bit. Fennel <laughs> butter is phenomenal. There's no character breakfast here. <laughs> oh man, outstanding! It's just amazing. So, Glenn, I want to ask you, Scott, and again, sincerely, I'm I'm happy that you took tonight to expand your horizon a little bit, try some of the things, but Glenn, you sampled everything on that, um, on the platter, so everything that included the lobster tail, the oysters, the clams, the super jumbo shrimp, uh, the crab meat ceviche, the tuna cruda, and all the dipping sauces, which by the way, that entire thing, and I pulled the menu out again just to be sure, 
that entire um, selection platter was forty nine dollars, mm -hmm. and it may sound like a lot as you listen to us talk about it, but if you see it, well, you could really make that. You could almost make that a meal for two. You know, have an appetizer and make that a meal for two people. Yeah, there's still stuff on there that we haven't eaten yet. There are still some uh, clams and, and oysters, and I loved the uh, the the claws. That was your was that your favorite part? That was my favorite part. I love the claws. And I love the shrimp. And I love the tuna. <laughs> and I like my fennel butter. I um I, I thought the claws were amazing and again he actually for the last claw he went and he cracked it for us and then brought it back. Um they were great. I mean the the oyster I think that the um, ceviche and the tuna were nice surprises. Yeah. You know, their flavors were a little bit different. You know, the other things were, they were crab claws and they were lobsters, but the flavors for there were just a little bit different than the norm. I think that's why I like those best. The other thing, that, and it's, it's pretty obvious from listening to what's going on, as he brings us everything, he's talking to us about every item of food and expanding our own horizons and, and, and setting, in us, setting us up, setting the stage for what we're about to experience. And it's worked phenomenally. It's like it makes every bite like that much more special. You're right, because it, it is a, it becomes a dining experience. It's more than them just sort of bringing the food out to you. You're learning as you're going along, and I think it makes you appreciate the food even more. Exactly. Appreciate the effort that goes into it as we watch the uh, chef's prepare things in this open kitchen behind us. And if, if Joe just looked like Giada De Laurentiis, it would be a perfect evening. <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't. Uh, but <laughs> On the right, we have roasted beets, candy walnuts, mixed greens, and a house vinaigrette. And the drizzle there is the goat cheese fondue. Okay, so... We've been here two hours, and we are just getting to the salad. And, and, and we're saying that as a good thing, not like, wow, I can't believe we've been waiting so long. Obviously, we've been talking a lot with our server, but we, you know, we were just sort of talking uh, while we weren't recording about Victorian Alberts. And, you know, because we were saying, you know, this really is kind of like the best meal we've ever had here. And we talked about eating Victorian Alberts. And I said, what did you remember more? Did you remember the food? Or was it the experience? And we all agreed that it was the experience. You don't necessarily remember what you ate, whereas here, the experience is the food itself. We're remembering exactly the what... And, right. The experience is more complementary to the, to the food here, I think. It seems more logical. And I think uh, Victorian Albert's part of the experience is... It's a little bit stuffy. Um, but this doesn't feel that to me. It doesn't feel like... I don't feel underdressed, even though I'm wearing jeans and a uh, and a and <laughs> someone an underoos on top, under right? Shirt, whatever. <laughs> but well, and that's it. We said Victorian Alberts is like going out on the Grand One. Yes, it's a special occasion, a special experience. Where this is a restaurant that you could come to every time they came down here. This is your favorite place to go every trip. You come to Blue Zoo or whatever it is at your favorite place because it's not that type of a. You know, but we've been, again, the three of us have been sitting there for two hours, and we're having an amazing experience here together because of the food we're eating. Yes, and the, we're, we're sitting here with 
uh, roasted beet salad in front of us. It looks it's it's not a huge salad plate or anything like that. It just but it's gonna be delicious. And then we have our entrees, and then there's probably some ridiculous dessert. <laughs> yeah, it's again the presentation for the salad too. Uh, as, as attractive as everything else. So. Candied walnuts and okay. Stop. What did he do for yours? He got rid of the... Basically, I, ha- I got drizzle. mine without the... Was it the goat cheese drizzle? Okay. So... But it's still... It looks great. Phenomenal. I like beef stuff. Wow. And I have a story about beef <laughs> that you've heard many times, I'm sure. The sweetness... Of the goat cheese and a slight bitterness of the mixed greens really complement each other nicely. <clears throat> Fantastic. Certainly also a nice transitional course between all of that shellfish and then coming into our, our main course as well. Light and delicious. And we're just we're all kind of just mm-hmm. nodding and shaking our heads. So I've stayed at the um, the dolphin a number of times and in addition to the heavenly beds, which I believe are the most comfortable on property, I think that, and this is a, this restaurant is a good example of this, is that the experience you get at these hotels is clearly very different than the Walt Disney World Resort experience. And to some, that's, that's something that they look for. For others, it's something that they avoid because they want to sort of be, they feel that, and they, they need to feel immersed in the magic all the time. Right. What I get the feeling, and my wife said when she was here, was that when you come back to this hotel, you very much feel as though you are away on vacation. You are at a resort, a a, a spa, because you don't sort of have that around you all the time. And I think, like you said, Glenn, this restaurant's sort of a good example. Yeah, I mean, several, throughout these two hotels, there's a lot of places that many of us don't go because... It's not a Disney hotel. Even though it's on Disney property, you have a lot of offerings. The fountain is, uh, in many ways, comparable to Beaches and Cream. You had a wonderful uh, ice cream selections in there and uh, shakes that they offer, cheesecake shakes, peanut butter and jelly shakes, all that stuff. But we don't hear about much of that because it's actually in the Swan or the Dolphin. So the... uh, Shula's Steakhouse or Il Molino are fantastic. And Kimono's is a sushi restaurant, which is actually my favorite sushi restaurant. Stop giving away our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a karaoke bar in the evening, so great fun. So, you know, it makes me wonder why I always, I never head over this far. It's only one more stop uh, as, 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 an, as an option. Well, I think for a lot of people, it's sort of that threshold of the bridge as they're walking around the promenade. And a lot of people, too, say, oh, well, Swan and Dolphin, they're, they're corporate hotels and they're convention hotels. And they're not. I mean, there's a lot of things for families and kids to do here. There's a kid, there's a, the um, Camp Dolphin, which is much like the kids' camps in Walt Disney World. Um, a lot of people don't realize that the pool here is very well-themed. And there's an outdoor bar and a waterfall. And so there's... There's a lot here, and you don't sort of get the sense that you're in a convention hotel. Yeah, you have your character meal here, and you can walk across the street and go to Fantasia Gardens, which is walking distance. Uh, you have the swan boats that are out there. You can take the swan boats. Right, and I don't personally have much experience having eaten here. I've eaten at the uh, 
the fountain a few times and then here at uh, here at Blue Sioux. But it's, it's amazing as I've walked through here, there's probably a good 12, 13, 14 restaurants between these two uh, hotels. But, oh, 17 is it? It's, it's amazing, yeah. And But so far, everything that I've seen or experienced has just been phenomenal. It's, it's And I would love to stay here sometime. The heavenly beds are awesome. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, and you know, again, too, you're right within walking distance of Epcot. There's a boat dock here, so you can get a boat to the boardwalk, a boat to Epcot, a boat to the studios. You can walk to all those as well, too. And so if you are looking for some of that adult nightlife on the boardwalk, you want to go to Jelly Rolls or Atlantic Dance Hall or even here, you know, there's a number of bars and lounges here. Again, you're getting sort of that adult experience against and you're still sort of within the magic you don't have to necessarily drive to downtown disney or dare i say off property somewhere um and i think that's why we when i talked about it sort of almost an overlooked experience and a hidden treasure because a lot of people don't come here right now as you were saying about the pool i i've actually been to the pool here before and you know second to the one at the yacht and beach club i would say it's it might be the you know the second best one on property it's with it has a slide and the waterfall, so. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of people don't think of the Swan and Dolphin. Like they've had this conception of, oh, look at those buildings. They don't look themed like, you know, the Polynesian or, you know, the Beach Club or whatever. But the amenities that they have here are very much resort-like and well-themed. The uh, one question I have is I, I have stayed in a room here, but I've never tried the transportation from here. Do you happen to know what their transportation is like to get to the parks, etc.? So there's obviously the boat system that will take you over to Epcot. Um, I know, I believe buses come here. So the only thing that you really don't get for staying, because so when you stay here, you can participate in extra magic hours. The only things that you don't get is you don't, you can't take Magical Express here, um, and you can't have your packages shipped here. But I believe that there is bus service to the hotels, uh, to the parks. Oh, wow. Uh, Can you smell? I mean, as soon as you put it down, you get this. And that's beautiful. Don't touch your food. We need to photograph it first. (laughs) Wow. Oh, look at your potato that you're going to share with me. So both Glenn and Scott ordered um, the simple fish. Which is always the fresh catch of the day. It changes every day. Fresh catch. Each chose a different fish with a different sauce. And the sauce was poured on table side. On the bottom is a bed of silky potatoes. Right here we have the mosh and red onions. Hearts of palm gives a little bit of crunch, also cleans your palate. Okay. Tampanar is diced olives with fresh capers on there. This is the warm crab meat sauce and then the lobster on there, butter poached. A little bit of Dijon, a little bit of Burblanc, shallots and garlic. The sesame ginger is really refreshing. You will taste that fresh ginger. We muddle it to order there. The marrow has got the soy glaze and then it's accompanied with the ginger shiitake rice. I'll bring you a little bit more fresh iced tea. Is that okay? Joe, yeah. this looks amazing. Yeah. This looks and smells and amazing. And the which I'll be taking care of with the lightly tempered batter with the black trophy only on the other side dipping. It's another name for French green beans. They're really crunchy, delicious. 
walking the head. We're, we're, we're giggling like little girls. <laughs> All right, don't forget to take the picture. Uh, so I just went to cut a piece of my fish, and it literally just flaked apart. Look at the color of that fish on the inside. You sure you don't want to just feed it to you, Glenn? You actually want me to put it in a plate for you? I'm actually eating loose fish. Scott, no. just, yeah, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, you got the um, sea bass, right? The, the, the. Oh. Very nice. Nice light. Scott, you'll like this. It's not fishy at all. It's not dense. It's not, it's not flaky. It's a very flaky fish. And that soy sort of glaze on top. Just, just reach on over and, and dig in. Here, wait. Here we go. You mind my, do you mind my cooties on my fork? Wow. Very light, very flaky. And the soy that goes perfect with, with your fish. I would like to change mine. <laughs> You're more than welcome to another piece. That's ridiculously good. How, now, how's yours? It's making me cry. <laughs> We're going to need like a group hug after this meal. Right. Right. Grouper is such a, right? Now, did you try his grouper yet? I have not tried the grouper. Or giant sea bass. Such a completely different texture. Uh, it's a little bit more like dense. Chicken. I like chicken. chicken. It's like chicken. It, it, literally, it, tastes, it tastes like good chicken of the sea. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Although I must say, yours, wow. It's tough to beat. Yeah, this is going to be really tough to beat. It already beats mine, hands down. But mine's very good as well. It has a nice uh, ginger and sesame sauce with it. And it's also just falling apart as I'm, as I'm touching it. So. I think you can order by just pointing at the menu. Here. And you'll love it. Joe, I would normally say that there's no room left for dessert as you lay down this incredible dessert menu in front of me. But this is the wonderful thing. On the left, we have our regular desserts, which I'll go over, and on the right are liquid desserts. One of my favorites is on the bottom, it's called the Flight, and that consists of Cordon Rouge, which is our house grand manier the 100-year anniversary Grand Marnier, and then the 150, and then you get to enjoy all three. Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier. So you get all three, the Cordon Rouge, the 100-year anniversary, and then the 150. They set it up as a flight, and then they'll label them each to go, which is an excellent way to finish if you're a little full. Nice citrusy. The first dessert is kind of the simplest one. It's a warm chocolate cake. In the center, there's a warm chocolate ganache. Chocolate pudding on the outside with a homemade caramel sauce. It's finished with homemade peanut ice cream and deco chocolate. Put those ingredients together, almost like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh my God. Really, really oh nice. Uh. On the bottom, it's the raspberry diplomat. It's almost car- like a puff pastry on the outside. Raspberry mousse, white chocolate, vanilla bean whipped cream. Accompanied is a raspberry sorbet and also a little bit of meringue. One that we just added that's kind of nice and light is the B3. It's a blueberry tart. Homemade blueberry ice cream, and it comes with Greek lemon lime yogurt on the side, blueberry twill, blueberry cream tart on there. Really, really nice. And actually a little bit lighter. 
The chocolate melange consists of five different chocolates. The wonderful thing is the milk chocolate cream brulee does come on fire. It gets the caramelized in front of you. And on the outside, one of my favorites has the old school pop rocks in it. So when you enjoy it, you'll feel that little, yeah, it has the pop rocks in it. And these are all made by Chef Laurent. These are our only two-time gold medal pastry champion. Won it twice. Any questions on dessert? It has also a little gold leaf on it. Gold leaf on it, yes. It is real gold. It is all edible. I'm going to say, can you just bring me something yeah, out of there that looks awesome? Can I bring out three desserts and surprise and we'll go over each? As we have long one as one of those three desserts yeah. includes that one and that one. <laughs> I, I would like the, I would like the, the top one. Right. The, the warm okay, chocolate that's cake. The one. Right. That's the most and you have to, we have to do the blueberry B3 tart thing. So I'm going to bring up, I got you. I'm going to bring out the first three. Okay. And then right. would you be enjoying coffee, cappuccino? I think Scott wants a Macallan 1946. Excellent. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he, no I'm, only, I'm only kidding. At $245, please don't bring that out. Coffee, too? Coffee. So we'll go for the Louis then. Louis. Louis. Yeah, Louis would be nice. Louis. Regular coffee or decaf? Decaf. Decaf. Scott. He needs decaf. He's at about six yeah, nine cokes right now. <laughs> He's watching his weight after this meal. <laughs> he makes sure he goes to sleep. Sir, did you wish for coffee? Uh, no thanks. No? Uh, do I want a little espresso or do I want a little regular coffee? What an espresso. I'll make you something. Make personal. me nice espresso. Yeah, right. and I'll make you something personal to go with it. All right, get that started for you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know when the last time I was this happy. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Don't tell your wife that. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm just sort of... This Wait, is really. This is a reconnaissance. Right this is a reconnaissance mission for my wife. Because someday I'm going to take her here. Someday you are. Going to, yes. Yes. And she deserves it. Hi. Glenn, nice to meet you. Jeff. Lou Mangella, how are you? Good, how are you? Scott. How are you? Chef, you, you have made three fat old men really, really happy tonight. <laughs> That's what we try to do. So. Um, the, the meal was outstanding from presentation to the service to the flavors and, and just how they described it. It was an educational and culinary experience unlike anything else. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, we... We try. We have a very modern setting, so we try to present everything, you know, in a, in a more modern fashion. You know, if you look at Todd's other restaurants, they're mostly very rustic, uh, Italian or Mediterranean influence. We take those base flavors from him and try to transform it a little bit and, and streamline it, make it a little bit more uh, new presentation, new style. But all of his, you know, flavor core flavors and layering of flavors and his philosophy is all right in the food. So. I think the layering is some, one of the things that we talked about. It was, you know, it wasn't just, there were so many sort of pieces of the onion to peel off as you were eating the food from the sauces to the textures to the crust to right. Right. the accoutrements with it. Yeah. We try to, uh, you know, if we put beets on something, we try to put beets, you know, three or four different ways, different textures, different flavors. So you're getting... You know, we have, like, the, the pickled beet paint on the salad, then the sous vide beets, and then we make the, you know, beet powder out of it. And we just we take it a little bit farther, so it really, throughout each stage of the dish, you get a little bit of it. Fresh fish oh, yeah. delivery every day. Every day. We go, 
We try to stick um, with a lot of the purveyors around here, but um, we go as far as uh, Honolulu Fish Company. Um, also in Maine and Boston, we have some guys, Brown Trading, we get a lot of stuff from Boston too. Um, but you know, it's uh, for the most part right here, uh, Gary's Seafood is our, our biggest uh, guy and they're in contact all the time. I got him on my Nextel right now and anytime <laughs> he's got something that comes in, he's calling me first, you know. So that's fish and they do a specialty side too. And uh, a lot of our produce too is... Um, Hammock Hollows Herb Company. It's about an hour from here in uh, Ocala. And Charlie's guy, yeah, it's the oldest uh, organic farm in Florida. And uh, it, he drops a pallet off every week. And it's it's what he has that's ready right then. So it's good for us because that's why we leave the, the menu kind of vague. So we can, all these things that we get from him, we can put we can put into it, you know. So That's the nice thing, too, is that we know the next time we come here, because there, there will be a next time, um, it's not going to be just the same items to choose from. There's going to be some sort of a, a slight, at least a slight variation. Right, right. And we do, you know, we have our, our core menu that we do, but we're always tweaking presentation, tweaking uh, different flavor components, things like that, just to make it, we get bored. We get bored doing the same plate every day and looking at the same thing. So I'm, you know, I'm ADD. I, I can't look at that a hundred times in a row. So and we, we start playing with it. It gives uh, the guys online too some, you know, it, we really want them to be a part of the process and have them come up with some things. It gives them a sense of ownership, and when they have that, they put a lot more feeling into the food. So if you get a, uh, you get a shipment of a fresh fish that you normally don't get, would you take it in and make up something with it? Right. We'll do, uh, you know, that's, that's some of the things, the outlets that we use that we have, like, we definitely have our, our Simply Fish, so we can put several different kinds of fish at night. We also have our Chef's Pasta, which we change, you know, every, we, you know, usually make, if it's a filled pasta, we'll make enough filling for a couple of days, two days or something. But we're always changing the, um, the proteins and the components that go with it, whether it's meat, whether it's fish, whether it's anything. You know, I have uh, a guy that's really big into, like, charcuterie and sausages, so we have our own, like, lardo curing and... Uh, and all kinds of, we have a whole cooler back there full of uh, some really, you know, interesting like copa and things like that that hopefully they'll be ready by uh, January and we can start incorporating some of those and into some of the dishes. Well, whoever came up with the recipe for the miso, I, I want to hug them because that was far and away the best thing I've ever tasted. Awesome. Yeah, that and that's one of the things we um, source from uh, Hawaii because of the... Uh, Chilean sea bass, you know, is is on his way out, and we're getting. We haven't used it in two years. We don't want to use it, um, so we found an alternative to it. It's a marrow. It's a grouper from Hawaii, basically. But where it lives and what it feeds on is is a high fat content, and it almost mimics that of that sea bass. So it's a sustainable fish. You know, they're rated by the Monterey Bay Aquarium uh, as a best alternative and so we know that we're you know not out there just destroying uh <laughs> you know fish population we try to be conscious of what we're doing and um it, it turns out that it's you know a great alternative a great delicious alternative it's uh yeah chef this this meal so far has been outstanding so thank you very much thank you appreciate it thanks for coming no I'm going to save a strip of that chocolate pudding for Scott. 
Oh my gosh, that is so rich and... Oh, I have to go lie down. Mmm. Oh my gosh. Mm. Why are you rubbing your belly like a Buddha? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, the warm chocolate interior. Wow, there's so much chocolate, but divine. Oh my gosh. That peanut ice cream is delicious. I haven't even had that yet. I love the. Uh, missing his line with a delicate chocolate pudding almost. Delicious. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. You got my chocolate in my darn darn peanut. No, so what did so that was the chocolate and the peanut. That was now you just had some of the, the creme brulee? Yeah. Just something in the creme brulee. The pop rocks. It's the pop rocks are in there, right? Oh well then now I have to try it then. Yeah. On the bottom? Is that what it on is? The on the top. Oh, on the top. It's Help the me out here. Part. Help me out here. Oh, okay. I'm having issues. The brulee part of the creme brulee has pop rocks in it. And that's only one-fifth of this entire dessert. There's five different... Yeah, and I'm going to put pictures of yeah, I would say all everything that we've been eating. Look better than just about any dessert you'd get anywhere. Let's start moving our way down the line. I'm gonna start. What is this thing? This thing has gold. Oh, it's got gold. Well, I'm gonna eat the gold. Oh, oh he's eating gold. Oh no, you can eat the gold. Gold finger. Mmm. It's like a, got like a chocolate candy shell, and uh, oh, it's like a chocolate. M&M? No, like a chocolate cake inside. Chocolate cake. All right, I gotta try it. I'm eating the one with gold. It's the half dome. I'm eating the gold. I'm eating the gold. It is. It's like a. Crunchy outside. It's crunchy on the outside. All right, I'm gonna move down Chocolate the other way. Inside. I'm gonna move down this way. Sort of truffly flavor. Do you say it's a truffle type flavor in there? Maybe that's what it is—a truffle. That might be the gold. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't taste like the gold I've ever eaten. That—that's a completely different flavor of chocolate there. All right, so these guys are butchering it. <laughs> it's cold like oh. ice cream, but it's not. <laughs> it has a different consistency to it. We need Joe. We need Joe to explain what we're eating again. He just needs to hang out at our table all night long. I don't know how to describe that. It's delicious. <laughs> Let him get the scissors. I'm getting the chills a lot for this <laughs> meal. All right, move down. Let's move next. All right, so this one looks like a chocolate mushroom with cake. Mm, it's like a marshmallow with different flavors of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like and, and our descriptions and are awful because we're not explaining how good these things really taste. And it's got like a, a sh- shaved chocolate on the top. Very finely shaved. With the chocolate mousse underneath that, but on top of the cake. And there's some sort of a, a crunchy, like a biscuit somewhere in there, too. There's a crunchy, yeah. There's a, All right, I'm moving over to the blueberry. Biscuit. I'm moving to the blueberry thing. Wait, what's that? But what's that? There's a chocolate. There's a whole other one. Oh, I missed, I missed the chocolate? All right, you guys hit that like one. There's a gold leaf. This blueberry thing is healthy, like a, so I'm going to eat this. That looks like a gold leaf bean. I'm eating the blueberry leaf thing. Coffee bean. Gold leaf coffee bean. Well, it doesn't matter. If I eat this blueberry bean. thing, it's going to counteract all the yes. calories I had tonight. Because there's no Because there's fruit. You have that. All right, I'm going to have the gold leaf You get the gold leaf coffee, coffee bean. bean. It's 
really like that more than mm. What's this thing? Oh. oh my goodness. This. Don't eat the flower. You are wasting your time with the raspberry. That purple, um... Uh, that purple ganache is really awesome. Yeah, it's a blueberry potato latke or something. I would like to describe this one. This this had like like th a three layered thin chocolate wafer crisp with a very fine mousse cho or coffee flavored mousse in the middle with a gold leaf coffee bean on top. Try this with the, the Greek yogurt thing on the side and the blueberry. That's really nice. What is that on the right? The white thing that looks like a. Oops, I think you said it was like a yogurt. Okay. It looks. It's a, let me see. It's a, uh, a, a denser, thicker consistency. Speaking of denser. <laughs> that's nice. You know why I like this? That's a nice. It's, it's not overly sweet. Yeah, that's the right. That's the it right also, word. It's, it's fresh. fresh. Unique. It's not like I mean, even though those were all unique, they're still just like, hey, if you're dessert, you got some sort of chocolate. That is, that's not like a fruit roll-up or <laughs> anything I'm used to eating. Yeah, you know what? Let's call the chef out, the pastry chef. So, I know you won this award twice. It tastes just like a fruit roll-up. <laughs> and and, and they, they, this was designed by the same person who designed the chocolate Santa right. and the other. The entire Santa display made out of chocolate. All right, I just broke the record, and I'm going to eat it. Mm. Yeah, that blueberry dessert, that's a nice—that's the, the nice way to end this meal. That's the, my choice for the... The, the... the peanut butter and chocolate is delicious. That's a, that's a heavier yeah. one, a very solid, chocolatey, peanut buttery dish. But that, yeah, the, the raspberry one, that's raspberry. That would be nice, like, if you if you somebody who likes an after-dinner drink, that would be nice, like, with a nice, like, port. Something like that. But, yeah, this is... Um, this is a really fresh, and I, I like this. This is sort of like how I'd like my palate to end up at the end of the night, right. is with that and my little cup of espresso. The pop rocks are are pre-popped, so they're not popping on your. That's actually I forgot. I don't know if we mentioned that that came out presented. It was on fire. It had a big flame through it. I guess that's what made the creme brulee part. It came out with. On fire, it eventually went out after a couple of minutes. I don't think they eat for like a week. No, but you know what? This um, this didn't disappoint. The desserts did not disappoint. It was equally on par with everything else we had yeah. tonight. Yeah. This this has been a fantastic meal, fantastic experience. With fantastic friends. Yeah, it, this is great. certainly the food would not have tasted as good without the two of you guys here. Um, <clears throat> actually, no, probably would have. Um, but, you know, in sort of summarizing um, without repeating ourselves, I think this is, this is undoubtedly, um, this is my new favorite restaurant, you know. And it's almost one of the ones, like you said, Glenn, you almost don't want to give away the secret. But, um, I mean, this, this is another reason to come by and visit the hotel because I think, I think this is the best meal, and, and I don't want to be overly, yeah. but I think this is the best meal I've ever had from beginning to end. Yeah, exactly. Every every single thing had something that was, that is phenomenal, that is phenomenal. And there was no, eh, I'll just pass on this one this time. You know, everything was very good. 
great environment, and a nice walk over from Epcot so you can, so you, so you can uh, work it off on the way. I completely agree. I think we're going to have to actually secure this particular podcast with a 256-digit secret code that we only give out to our closest friends. This has been so a phenomenal. Listen, if you are listening to it, you are one of our closest friends. Um, but yeah, I think this is um, this is an, an ideal place to take your husband, wife, fiance, group of friends. Um, you want to have sort of that overall um, phenomenal dining experience. Um, it is definitely worth coming by. And Joe, you were awesome, man. This was um, you were a big part of the success of this meal because you educated us, you explained it all to us, and sort of learning along the way and hearing what we were eating and what we were ordering and what we were about to eat really sort of enhanced the experience for all of us. The best thing about serving, you have to have passion. I love what I do. That's what makes it easy. You know? It was a pleasure serving you. We're still not done. We still have more desserts coming. So now. <laughs> okay. And you see, you actually need to stay at the Dolphin if you eat here, because otherwise it's just an easy walk upstairs as opposed to, you know, just roll me up there. You have the little boats that are all complimentary. They take you to any park. You have the boardwalk right across the street. On the other side at the Swan, we have uh, Kimonos, which is a karaoke bar. It's open late. And as you see, the, the restaurant is beautiful, and so is the people here. <laughs> and you know what? It's it, You want to sort of have that adult's night out. You come here. You have a nice meal. You can go to the boardwalk. You can take a walk. You can take a, take an illuminations cruise. Go to Jelly Rolls, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, they people sometimes think of Disney World and they think, ah, it's for kids. It's Dumbo and Cinderella, and you don't realize the phenomenal experience you can have as an adult and as a couple and, and whatnot. So, and I think this is a great example of it. So, um, huge, huge thumbs up for for Todd English's Blue Zoo. This one tastes like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I say it's your favorite. This one's a little different. And then the great thing is when you come back, the desserts always change. You know, everything changes. So there's only a few things that always stay. One is the lobster. We're very famous for it. It never changes off the menu. It's one menu that's been here from day one. We always have different kind of flatbreads that Tyler was is famous for. And then the clam chowder is the same one we serve at all the But the whole menu does change very seasonally. So we'll have to come here summer, fall, winter, spring. So four times a year we'll have to come to try the different menu. I, we can make that happen. Well, after what? It's been now four plus hours that we've been here. What can we say? This has been great. Guys, thanks so much for, uh, for really taking one for the team and joining me tonight. This was a, a wonderful night I will not soon forget. A fantastic experience. I don't think I can eat for about a week. This has been the greatest meal. Thank you so much. Uh, and I will definitely take my wife here. And Scott had fish. Scott, Scott had, had fish. fish. Next, te- next time, goat cheese. Next time, fondue. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our review of Blue Zoo. If you weren't hungry before, chances are you're hungry now. 
big thanks go out to Scott Otis, Glenn Wellen, and the entire staff, everybody over at Todd English's Blue Zoo, especially Joe, our server, who really made it a wonderful experience for all of us. Big thanks also to everybody who came by the WDW Radio Meet of the Month this past Saturday in Walt Disney World. We had it over Marathon Weekend. Had such a great time meeting so many new faces and seeing some old friends once again. Of course, congratulations have to go out to everybody who participated in any way in the Walt Disney World 5K half or full marathon this past weekend. Again, I had one of my best experiences cheering all of you guys on. Of course, everybody who's part of the WW Radio running team and everybody who came out and encouraged the runners all did an amazing job. The volunteers, the cast, the organizers. Of course, we're going to do a full recap of the events. But again, I want to say thanks not just to the running team, but everybody who came by the meet of the month, as well as the people, the runners that I met at 3 a.m. in the tents for the half and the full on the course and afterwards we are also very proud of you Uh, of course i have to give special congratulations to my wife who did her first probably her last full marathon as well i I am truly truly very proud of her as well moving forward we are at like 40 something days until we sail on the disney dream don't forget that i've posted updates over at wdwradiocruise.com that includes an outline of our itinerary information on just some of the activities we have planned as well as information and rules about a contest that we're having both before you get on board as well as after as well things you can start working on right now and how to submit your entry once you get on board and speaking of the disney dream don't forget that on wednesday january 19th i'm going to be boarding for the dreams christening cruise and i'm going to be bringing you along with me because i'm going to be broadcasting video live that morning as i board the ship and as long and as often as i can uh, you can also stay tuned to me over on twitter.com slash Lou and the WDW Radio Facebook page at facebook.com slash WW Radio for updates as to when I'll be broadcasting. I'm expecting to start probably about 9 o'clock that morning. But again, Twitter and Facebook, probably the best ways. In order to go and watch, all you need to do is go and visit wdwradiolive.com on your computer. Or if you have a smartphone, you can watch via the Ustream.tv application on your iPhone or Droid. Speaking of watching, don't forget every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, you can come by, watch, chat, and be part of the broadcast as we do the WDW Newscast every Wednesday night where we talk about Walt Disney World and have you be part of the conversation. If you can't make it, don't forget that I'll post the newscast that evening on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash WDW Radio, where we want the conversation to continue there. By you leaving your comments, I'll certainly come by, comment as well. And I've also started including the newscast as part of the WDW Radio podcast feed. So it will show up as a separate entry, different from the regular WW Radio show. You'll see a newscast entry. So if you don't get a chance to watch or come by on YouTube, but you sometimes enjoy listening more in the car, it will be an audio-only version of the newscast that will start showing up in your feed. Again, being part of the show is what I love having you guys do most. So if you want to email me, it's lou at wdwradio.com. You can call the voicemail and be heard on the air at 888-703-2171. Come by the website over at wdwradio.com. Sign up for our free newsletter Talk with other Disney fans in our fun, family-friendly, safe environment in our forums. You can read our daily blog post. 
check out our photo gallery and stay tuned for a lot of new videos coming very, very soon as well. And while you're on the site, you can also come to the WW Radio shop where you can get signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books as well as the audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD or instantly downloadable files. There you can also find a link over to celebrationspress.com where you can order back issues, subscribe to, and find out more, including how you can contribute to Celebrations Magazine. Looking ahead to February, we're cruising on the Disney Dream on February 27th, but on Saturday, February 26th, we will have the meet of the month earlier that day. I'm still working on finalizing details and locations, but if you are in Walt Disney World, even if you're not coming on the Dream, please come by and say hi. Again, stay tuned to the show, Facebook, and Twitter for more information. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line. Becky and her team of agents give you the best possible prices and discounts. More importantly, an amazing level of personal service that is their hallmark. AllStarVacationHomes.com has more than 150 houses within five miles of Walt Disney World. Vacation homes offer private pools, spas, kitchens, game rooms, lots, lots more. And finally, I want to say thanks to the Swan and the Dolphin, located right in the heart of Walt Disney World. As you can tell from this review, they are home to not just one, but 17 world-class restaurants and lounges, incredible guest rooms, again, with those heavenly beds, the Mandara Spa, and so, so much more. You can check them out over at swananddolphin.com. And speaking of Meets of the Month, come by and check out DisneyMeets.com. That's where you can get all the information, not just about the Meets of the Month, but other special events and things that we're going to be doing in 2011. We've got the Adventures by Disney trip this summer, right before the D23 Expo in Anaheim from August 19th through the 21st. We will be out there again. We're going to bring the box people with us. We have a lot of special Really fun things planned for that trip out to Disneyland. So if you're coming by the expo or live in the area, come by and say hi. We'll be doing some events in and around Disneyland as well. That is just the beginning of some of what we have planned for 2011. So definitely stay tuned, not just to the show, but to DisneyMeets.com as well. Finally, my friends, and you are my friends, as always, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share the link on Facebook, and if you feel so inclined, come by, review the show, and the free WDW Radio iPhone app over in iTunes. And this past weekend, I met so many people that took it upon themselves and challenged themselves and were inspired and motivated to run in the Walt Disney World Marathon, and I love seeing that, and I hope that you start to pursue your passion and follow your dream, whatever it may be, and once you do, Always keep moving forward and let nothing and no one stand in your way. So until next week, my friends, I hope you have a great, great week, everybody. See ya. Hey, Woo, it's Kirby. I just wanted to congratulate you on your 200 episode. It seems like only a couple days ago you finally reached 100. Um, I also really enjoyed that Sci-Fi Dining Theater DSI you did on your last episode because Probably one of my favorite places to eat at Walt Disney World, and hearing you talk about your favorite things about it was just really cool. I haven't been to Disney World in a while. So that's basically what I wanted to say, and I'm hoping you have a Merry Christmas, Lou. See ya. Hi, Lou. Uh, this is Bobby from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, it's the last day of my trip, this uh, December 23rd, heading back home. Um, 
going to be leaving Pop Century in a little while. I just wanted to say thank you for uh, some of the interviews and everything you did with Jim Corcus. Got some really fun information about Main Street that I was able to share with the rest of my friends uh, who were on this trip with me. And it really helped make things uh, a little more special. Thanks for everything you do, and have a great day. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Dom Z from Pennsylvania just calling you to uh, wish you uh, a happy new year and also just um, give you some thoughts. Uh, my wife, Angela, and I and uh, two friends, Dan and Vicky, made a trip uh, to Disneyland uh, during uh, the Christmas break. And uh, it was it was just uh, it, it was almost like walking on holy ground, knowing that uh, Walt was the one who uh, really built that park, and, and his fingerprints are, are on so many of the attractions, and, and uh, you know just his his presence was was there. And uh, it, it's a it's a different experience. It's definitely a, a smaller uh, feel to the park, and, and but the details are 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 are, are finer and. And um, we went on the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, which which I, I feel is is definitely more detailed and, and has more of a, a story to it than the one in uh, the world in Florida. Uh, the Haunted Mansion had the uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, which was awesome to really kind of go through that, and and also the Christmas overlay at Small World was was fun to to kind of walk through that, and uh, we did see the World of Color which was amazing, and, and the videos that you see um, just don't do it justice. And uh, also Santa Claus was there, which was a highlight for us, uh, finding him tucked back there uh, a few days after Christmas, resting up, um, and uh, it, it was just amazing. I, we can't wait to go back and really kind of dive into the details. I really wasn't um, 100% prepared. We were originally going to go to the Grand Canyon, but uh, that was snowed in. So, uh, so we made a four, four and a half hour trip to uh, to Disneyland. So that was that was great. So, thanks again, Lou. Congratulations on uh, being the uh, top travel podcast. And uh, hopefully, uh, we will see you soon at uh, at the world. All right, take care. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Armando, longtime listener and fan, first time caller. I'm calling regarding your comments on show from uh, January 2nd, 2011, about the technology in the parks and the applications to check in and all that. Uh, Having a technology background and working in technology, uh, I know it's fun once in a while, but the last few trips we've taken to Walt Disney World, it's gotten quite out of hand where you see families there together, but they're not really together because everyone's on their smartphone, either Facebooking, texting, emailing, back and forth. And for me, the whole objective of a family vacation is to basically talk to your uh, spouse and kids and interact and have fun, build memories about experiences, not just being there to be there and ride rides. So anyway... Uh, that's my two cents on the subject. Uh, felt uh, strongly about it, against it, actually. Um, but uh, I guess to each its own. So thanks uh, for everything you do, and have a great 2011. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Tim Sedwell again from Marion, New York. I wanted to chime in my thoughts again on the marriage between uh, Pixar and Disney. Uh, even before it became official, I had always considered 
we uh, fix our characters to be Disney. Uh, and I can say this because every time when a new film would come out, um, the first thing I would say, you know, if it was a Pixar film, was, oh, good, there's a new Disney film out. As far as I'm concerned, they really are. Uh, we've always considered uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear and Woody and all of them to be Disney because you can go into the Disney store and there they are. So obviously, they are a Disney property. They are a Disney character as far as I'm concerned, and they belong right up there with Mickey Mouse. All right. Thanks again. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Scott from New Jersey. I'm here in Disney World with my brother. We are staying at the Fort Leach French Quarter. Just got back from Magic Kingdom Extra Magic Hours. I took a um, took you up on a bit of advice I heard on your show some point recently, which was to take the Jungle Cruise at night, which we did. And I must say, it is a completely different experience than going on it during the day. Uh, just a wonderful evening at the parks, and uh, thank you for all that you do. Your show really does a wonderful job at bringing the Disney World magic to you no matter where you are and when you are listening to the show. So keep up the great work. Congratulations on your recent 200th show. And uh, look forward to the future shows. Take care.